This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Industry leading, difference making, tomorrow shaping, world changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us, and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash techcareers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte. And welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Yash Ineas. This is our preview episode of Fulham's match Monday night against Burnley. But as I told Giannis, we're going to be spending very little time on the match pretty much at the end of the show. We will give our thoughts on that Burnley match. But we have a lot to talk about in regards to what has been going on with Fulham. We've not done the show in a little bit, so I certainly have a lot to say. I'm sure Giannis does as well. And we're hoping that this show will be constructive because we're going to look at a lot of different things during this season, and we're going to be focusing a lot on the players that came to Fulham. That's what this show is going to be about. If you're a Burnley supporter looking for a lot of talk on Burnley, this show really isn't for you, and we're going to be honest with you. We'll talk about Burnley at the very end as we talk about the match, but this is mostly the majority is just going to be about Fulham and the Fulham players, and we're going to talk about that in just a bit. But before we do anything... Giannis, I just want to welcome you back to the show. Thank you for joining me this morning here in the U.S. It's 2 p.m. in England. How are you doing? I'm good, sir. I want to wish a happy Mother's Day to uh, all the fantastical mothers yeah. out there. I hope you have a spectacular day. Absolutely. And, um, 
I hope your kids deliver you lots of ice cream and and all that sort of stuff. And um, we've got an interesting game tomorrow against uh, our little friends up at Turf Moor. Yep, and, we'll be talking um, about that. Looking forward to that. It's a do or die. But um, as the season gets so close, we get to the point where we start discussing um, what is going to happen in the close season. Has everybody seen the championship finish yep. their regular season yesterday? Yep. And uh, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention about Naiskin's Cabano, um, who apparently got injured in the week because he was caught on somebody else's scooter. I, I mean, I, that. I, yeah, I mean, really, doesn't, doesn't that sum up our season <laughs> right there? I mean, that's, that's, um, yeah, that's um, that's the sum of it. But yep. um, we've got four more games. Let's see how we do them. That's right. And uh, we have certainly plenty of time to talk about what's going to happen next. But what's interesting is that we're not there yet. We're not there yet because, again, I don't want to uh, blame foam for something that hasn't happened yet. They're not relegated yet. And everyone's jumping to let's talk about next season. We're certainly going to do that. But we still have to focus on this season and basically get to why we are where we are. And that's what this episode is mostly going to be about. We're going to talk yeah. about the players, and, and I think it should be yeah. interesting. But before we do that, I just want to just mention a couple of things. First of all, I want to thank the Foam supporters for reaching out to me. This has been a difficult time for me and my family as um, I'm still recovering. Giannis mentioned he can still hear it in my voice from COVID-19. This is a horrible virus, and it hit my family hard. All four of us got COVID. My wife got it pretty badly and at one point had to be hospitalized with extreme dehydration. Thankfully, she is fine uh, on the road to recovery. I'm on the road to recovery. My kids are definitely back to where they need to be, Uh, but it has been a horrible few weeks, and I just want to thank everyone for reaching out to me. Uh, It means the world to me that uh, the Foam supporters care, and uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone. The other other note that I want to mention, and again, this is very sad news, and uh, I I got a tweet about this early, and um, this has to do with Tony Fisher. Tony Fisher is what Foam, being a Foam supporter is all about. Tony is a great ambassador for Foam Football Club, Tony Fisher, and uh, we got word, and I saw it on Twitter, that he's been hospitalized at St. Mary's in critical condition with COVID-19. And um, Tony, um, I want to wish you the best. And I I do hope you have a a recovery, a speedy recovery. And and, uh, I'm thinking of you, Tony. And uh, I just want the Foam supporters to know about you. Uh, You are someone that I've always looked up to. And um, I'm hoping that you have a speedy recovery and uh, get better soon. And you are in my thoughts and prayers. Okay. One last thing. As I mentioned, happy Mother's Day. I want, I want to give a shout out to Lindsay Thompson. And uh, David Thompson's been on the show. He's been a co-host before. And uh, I, I want to give his wife a huge shout out. It's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Lindsay. I hope today is a wonderful Mother's Day for you and all the mothers who uh, are having Mother's Day today. You know, wherever you live, if, if you know, whatever part of the world that has uh, Mother's Day today, happy Mother's Day. Okay. All right, Giannis. Let's now get into it. Let's talk about what's been going on with Fulham and basically what this discussion is going to be for the majority of the show. Should we have signed these players? And of course, there's a Goldman as I put this player. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, again, that's a, that's a good Goldman. But basically, it's going to be how Fulham should, have, should we have signed these players? 
because again, what's going to be interesting about it, because we're going to talk about the players that have come to Fulham. And now that we have enough evidence of the time that they've been with Fulham, I'm going to ask the question, should we have signed them, each individual ones, and, and really break down the recruitment that was done this summer and in January? Because again, there's obviously fair, extremely fair criticism of Tony Khan on, on the on the recruitment. But I want to break that down before we then go back and talk about the the recruitment by Tony and also Scott Parker's coaching. And then, of course, Shai Khan overseeing everything. Before we get all that, let's talk about the players. So, Giannis, let's start with, with uh, Ariel, our goalkeeper. Now, yep. in my opinion, he's been a huge upgrade. And for me, Fulham should have signed him because they have the option to buy. I think this is a good situation for Fulham. And I think he's worked out well. The downside is that I think it's done the growth of Merrick Rodak. So let me ask you, should Fulham have signed Ariola on loan with an option to buy? Possibly, yeah. The only problem would have been Ariola as a French international goalie and would he have stayed? I mean, it, it begs the question at the end of the exactly. season. If we put the bid in and say, okay, we'll spend whatever it is on him, um, is he going to stick around? And and, and I, he's not going to top level in you know playing at the top level, World Cup winners. Medal. Even though we have the option to buy, would he want to stay? We don't. Would know. he want to stay? I mean, you've got Rodak in there. I think Betts is out of contract, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's worth a punt, but I don't think he's going to stay. I just think okay. um, there's this. Well, not level of snootiness, but there's this this uh, misnomer about the, the the championship, and we all know it's a horrendous division to get out of. Um, I, I mean, we've got the money, and the Khans have the money to put the bid in. Um, do they sweeten the pot by, um, you know, increasing his wages? But the question then becomes: Is is Deschamps, uh, the French manager, going to say, "Well, am I really going to look at a, a keeper that's playing in the championship?" Right. I, I don't know. Um, but if we'd signed him in the first place, then he might have said, well, I don't want to play in the champion, in the championship team anyway. Right. So but we sort big, of took some but, but the bigger question for me, Giannis, now that, you know, again, listen, he's been great for Fulham in general, but mm. it's overall, was this the right move to bring him in with this option? I think it is because I, but again, on the other side, you know, he was an upgrade over Rodak, but, now that we we have the evidence that we have, I think this was um, a good, you know, a, a good purchase from Tony Khan. Just when we're talking about Ariel, your thoughts? Over. Yeah, I don't I don't think we knew how good he was going to be, and okay. then we found out how good he has been. He's kept us in many many games. Um, the option is like it's like a trial run, isn't it? Really, it's least yes, of, exactly. It's least, of, it's least to own, and uh, Ariel uh, has he's made a couple of gaffes like any keeper does. But in, in some games, it's been absolutely brilliant. It's been lights out. And uh, it's a shame because, as it was one of the negatives, is there a few, there's a few of the lone players that will be playing, could well be playing their last games for our club. That's right. And Ariel, I think, is, yeah, and he's been an excellent addition. Now, the flip side might be that Rody might have learned a lot from, from from watching him this year. That's right. And that, could he have games? Yeah. And, I don't feel bad if we go down. If Rody goes back in net, he proved himself last year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm fine with that. So overall, I'm I'm in favor of, of the signing. But yes, so let's here. move on and let's talk about Anthony Robinson. This is an interesting one because they got him for such a small amount. So the amount that he was signed permanent 
this to me makes sense. But I'm just going to ask you the question again. Anthony Robinson, I think, has been good, but should we have signed him? And do you think he's been an upgrade? This is a tough one. It's yeah. a tough call for me because I really like. I mean, I love I love Robinson's mobility. I love his. He's he's obviously a team player. Uh, he scares the bejeevers out of right backs. Um, the problem is, although I've seen I have seen recently levels of improvement in terms of his crossing. His his end product has been the big thing. Where if you could sort of mould Robinson's pace and directness with Joe Bryan's crossing ability. You've got a hell of a hell of a footback, fullback there, um, but I think he's been a very good signing. Um, is he been an upgrade? Yeah, um, he's a better defender than Joe Bryan, but Joe Bryan can cross better. But I think that these are two players that are going to be with us next year that can yep. learn from each other. Okay, and um, Joe Bryan's always going to be a legend. Oh, whatever he does, I mean, he, that's it. <laughs> There's that goal, um, but I've liked Robinson this year. He got sent off. Did he get sent off against Chelsea? He did. First game? He did. And I think... I think I think that I really think, affected him, by the yeah, way. It did. Yeah, it did. It did. It, it did. He, he came back and took him was two, it? three games to get going. But I, I've liked what we've... I like what I really like what he's done. Came from Wigan. He's yeah. turned out to be an absolute steal uh, for me. And um, I think this is a good signing. If, I think if it's a very good me. signing. Yeah, I'm very... I've been, I've been pleased. Just the only disappointment has been his level of crossing has been has been uh, extremely inconsistent. I'm putting it. If we could put the two players together, Brian and, and, and uh, Robinson, I think we would have one excellent player because again, they have, they have skill sets that, you know, as a, in their position, if, if you have them together, you, you'd have one great player and that, and Andy Robinson needs to be working on his, uh, his crossing. And of course, Mourinho calling. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess Jose's giving me a call. Okay. Let's move on. Let's talk about Kenny Tete. This one's an interesting one, okay, Giannis? So I want to get your thoughts on Kenny Tete. He's on a permanent. So, again, should Fulham have signed Kenny Tete? We have a good amount of evidence on him. And was he an upgrade? Personally, I think the jury's out on this one. Um, I'm I'm not – he's had good games. He's had not so good games. Um, I'm assuming he's going to stick around next year, but remember, he just, you know, he's still, he's a Dutch international is, um, playing in the championship. And this is the problem. Unfortunately, the coaches, national coaches look and go, well, you know, am I going to pick somebody who's playing in, they'd even pick a player that's playing in the Eredivisie, which to me, I think is lower than the championship personally. Yep. Over a player that's playing in the championship. Um, I think he's had a, I think he's had a decent season early on. He played very well. But um, crossings have not been great. There's been there've been some mix-ups in the back. Um, has it been? Yeah, he's been okay. I mean, yeah, he's been. I mean, I mean, he's been an up. He's been an upgrade for, yep. for sure. Uh, if he stays with us, I mean, it, he's a very good right back at championship level. He's going to scare the bejeevers out of a right. lot of teams. Right. I actually like this move. Like I said, this is a permanent move. And, uh, you know, it's funny when he first began with us, I thought his crossing was very good. And, uh, you know, and again, he got injured and I think that threw off his season a little bit, you know, and again, what's interesting, because we're talking about two players when they have faced adversity, they haven't come back as the same player. And I hope this changes, you know, as they get 
more into their careers that they learn from their mistakes or their situations and they come back from it stronger, you know, and again, injuries, you, you know, again, injuries are injuries, but you know, um, it's, it's hard to come back from them and hopefully he'll, he'll be the same player that we saw prior. But again, it's been, you know, up and down for Kenny Tete, but in the beginning, I, I thought he really had these signs that he was going to be a real quality player. Here's an interesting one. So let's talk about this one. Should Fulham have signed Ola Aina on loan with an option to buy? Giannis, let's talk about one of probably the worst first showings of a player that I can remember. He was horrible against Brentford in that cup match. But, and, uh, you know, several fans were already down on him. And, and I thought it was a huge overreaction. I kind of like what Ola Aina has given to Fulham. What are your thoughts about him? Again, he we have the option to buy with him. What are your thoughts? I think I'd, uh, if he would be willing to stay, I would. I would. I would keep him. Um, you got then. You know, you got Brian and you got Robinson, and you've got Aina. If you assume that Tete might leave, you got Stephen Sessegnon coming back. Yep, um, a lot of competition. You got, you got Cyrus Christie. Let's not forget. Yeah, um, it's coming back from Middlesbrough. Uh, you've got uh, good competition there, and and I like that. I would, with the umbrella payments, um, it's funny every time. I know it's awful, but every time I think of, I'm thinking in the background. I keep thinking of the phrase "yo-yo club." Yes, it's always there. It's always it's like a bad, bad rash. That's who we are, my friend. That's who and we it are. Pisses me off, and and and, and wouldn't it? Uh, you know, would the what would be the irony if, if you know Norwich and Watford are up? If Bournemouth make it through playoffs, although they've got to play, play Brent Fodder, um, that's going to be a tough match because well, they're not playing. Well, well, big, well. big shout out to my friend Asmir Begovic. I'm pulling for you, Asmir. You know, beat Brentford. <laughs> that's going to be, yeah, uh, that's going to be, um, it, it's also a fairy tale playoff because Barnsley, uh, yes, Barnsley great story. Swansea, yeah, and Barnsley, yeah. Uh, Corley scored another goal yesterday, and um, they could, seeing as Brentford have lost, what, nine? Playoff finals or something like that in a row. Carly Woodrow, jeez. Um, Carly Woodrow, yeah, yeah. It would be it'd be interesting. Boy, too I bad did, we don't yeah, have I, players like him. Oh, we did have him. Okay, <laughs> we did. Yeah, and what I said all along, I thought we needed to give him I, a better shake. Uh, I, but I mean, the club thought, um, you know, uh, they they thought better of that. I, I you know, yeah, he's got uh, Stefan put there. He's matured with time. I and I'd hold on and hold on to him, and I agree with him. I think, okay. um, yeah, uh, and it's not like we don't have the money, Russ. We have the money. We do have this, the family has the money. But something I'm going to mention at the end about just what fans need to understand about yep. the ownership and where they've got their hands in the pie, yep. and where something that worries me long term. But well, we'll talk about ownership again. We, you know, I just want to go through the players. To be honest, I hmm. want your thoughts on when we talk about ownership. We talk about Shaikhan because again, that that's a part of the puzzle here. You know. I hear all this talk about Tony, and and it's listen. We should be talking about Tony, absolutely, but we should also be talking about his father because his father owns Fulham Football Club, and you know, and you know, we should talk about you know again the buck stops with him. I've said this, you know, and I'm a fan of his. I, I I've met him, you know, and but I will say, you know, we need to keep everyone accountable, including the owner. Everyone should be accountable for where we are today, and. You know, and I just have to say that I, you know, again, when we look at Fulham Football Club, we have to look at it as a whole. We have to look at Parker, the players, 
Tony Khan and his staff, and then, of course, Shah Khan, the owner. We have to look at everyone because everyone has a role in all of where Fulham are right now. Okay. All right, let's move on, Giannis. And before we talk about another part, I'm curious your thoughts on Tosin. This happened late in the window. Again, a very good deal. Should Fulham have signed Tosin? I'm going to say yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's not – I mean, he's – the second half of the season has been has been challenging. He's made he's some been mistakes, challenging. Think, he's learning, but he, but he's a, yeah. You're and you're right. You just nailed it. He's learning. He's a young, he's a young centre back, and um, you know you've got some experience in that squad. You can learn from not just from Kenny, um, not from just from Anderson, but you know, yep. let's not forget Hector and Reem. Um, yep. You've got um, uh, Terence Congolo. I mean, you know, poor fat fella. Um, and when yeah, Alfie we'll comes in back in the squad. That's going to be another one. Uh, Alfie Mawson, when he comes back to the, you yep. know, the squad, hopefully he's fit. He's going to learn from players like that. He'll have learned an enormous amount um, from from Anderson, from Joachim. He's he's just, uh, he's been he's been super. But um, yeah, it's I think for what was it one point two million? It was a yeah. absolute steal. Let's steal. get past his mistakes. Yeah, he's he's, he's um, we'll get past his mistakes and. And, and towards the end of the year, but uh, a player so young playing in the Premier League, this would be a wonderful, wonderful experience for him. And he's, yeah, he's he's played well. He was definitely. So you nailed, you nailed it, Giannis, because again, for all the mistakes that he has made, I, you know, I should say all there obviously have been costly mistakes. He's going to learn from them, and he's only going to be a better player. And I think in a couple of seasons, we won't see those mistakes. And uh, right now, we're seeing him because he's learning. He's young. He's doing it at the highest level, and. uh if Fulham go down, which is likely at this point, I think he's going to be incredible at that level. I think he will be incredible. And I know that he has a desire to be with uh, a, a team higher than Fulham. He, I, I, I think I read somewhere that, that his goal is to play in the Champions League. So if he wants to go, the, if he wants to get there, I think part of his maturation process would be to stay with Fulham for a little bit. And uh, I think that he could really help Fulham in the upcoming seasons. So I definitely am all for this signing. Here's an interesting one, Giannis. You and I talked about this off air. We're gonna. This one is going to be a little bit controversial, okay? Because I'm I'm here to tell you I'm not sure about the answer on this. Should Fulham assign Anderson on loan with no option to buy? The reason why I'm bringing this up now is I think he's been, along with Ariel, Fulham's best player. Not having an option is a major problem with me, and I'm going to explain why. Again, they needed to get another center back. They were desperate to get two center backs. Both came at the very end. We're talking about Tosin and Anderson. The problem I have with this is that Tony came out in an article over the summer saying he didn't want to develop other teams' players, talking about Ryan Sessegnon. Well, what the hell are you doing here? You know, you're bringing a player here on loan who has been excellent. He has been, I want to tell you, he's been excellent. So, this is an issue that I have. I don't have an issue with bringing him in, but should they have done it without the option to buy? Because I think that's a problem here. What are your thoughts about it? Because, again, I like the player. I like the fact that he came to form and has played so well. But there's no option to buy. And others have said, well, they can always make a, you know, you know, try to make a deal. But without that option, is this good business or was this desperation? at the end or was it to look for the right deal i think they were looking for the right deal but they did not get the final piece of the deal which was the option to buy 
So should they have walked away from it without the option to buy? And again, it's tough because they needed another center back. And that's why I think this is an interesting conversation about Anderson. Arguably, Fulham's best player, but they don't have an option on him. I think I think there's a word you said in you know, desperation. I think that's what it is because if you remember after the transfer window, he said, "Oh, he tried to sign. He had one player who turned his back, and yep. others put the bids in, and then and um, Kermit the Frog was going to sign, and he didn't. Darren Bent was going to come out of retirement, but he didn't. He thought, you know, um, Floyd Aito would come back as a left back, but he didn't. I mean, it was just all sorts of excuses, and it was during that he talked about the yo-yo thing." Now, notwithstanding, we could put a bid in, but remember, Leon spent twenty-seven million. That's on right. Him. We That's could right. put a, we could put a bid in because it's it's you could turn around and say, well, it's because of his form at Fulham that the Danish national team and and that back four is very very strong. Right. Um, gave him a call up and gave him some cap, so you could say, well, um, does he sort of owe us that because we you know we got him on a loan and. We've sort of resurrected his career, and that might be something that uh, we could play with in t- terms of a, a bid. The only problem is going to be how much will they want for for Joachim Anderson A, and B will um, will Anderson stay? Um, it, it's going to be interesting, it's, and it's one of the many decisions that need to be made. Um, yeah. But but Leon 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 may have been of the mindset of um, we don't want to sell him. Um, right, but that doesn't mean we can't put a bid in um, and say, "Look, well." And I guess that was the the you know, and again, I'm, I can't be in the head of Tony Khan because again, I this is just an interesting discussion piece because when you look at it, he has been great for Fulham, and I'm not saying that yes. he hasn't, and he's been great, and I'm glad that we have him, but I'm not happy about the contract situation. And, you know, I'm just asking myself, you know, and again, like you said, it makes sense why they didn't offer the option to buy Giannis, why, why, why Leon didn't. But I think it's fair to, but the scary to thing talk about But the scary thing, yeah. Go ahead. Well, something that came to light in the week was this, um, was um, the open advertising of a, a director of scouting. Yep. Uh, at Fulham. And, and I think this has had a really big impact, and it's something that's actually I'm very uneasy about, because uh, I think it was Javier Pereira was there, and then he, I was, then he went. Yeah, he he left in September, which means we basically had nobody. And then I think it was Peter Rutzler from the Athletic might have put in an article. And my apologies if I'm wrong. Where um, with the money, basically Scotty was allowed to bring in another one of his coaches. Yeah, and they managed to get around that, and I think that's. If that is the case, that was a major mistake because it, we knew, even in the, um, we knew we were in real trouble. Yep. And it begs the question: assuming we go down, who's doing the scouting right now? If we get relegated tomorrow, we've got three, basically three extra. See, Giannis, this is a a great topic because it's something that I'm glad, I'm glad that we're talking about, it and I was going to ask you about this later. But it's a great time to talk about it. Javier Pereira. I don't think has been talked about enough him leaving and the effect that it has. He came in January, so he had to have been involved then. And then, of course, you know, again, we don't know exactly when he left Fulham. We were told in September, but not having him there. And now they need a director of scouting. Javier was the assistant director of football operations, meaning he was under Tony Khan. 
a, you know, a, a different title, director of scouting. But like you said, why hasn't there been one now? Why, why, why is Peter letting us know now? Well, he's letting us know now because they don't have one. So exactly. why don't they have one now? Exactly, exactly, Russ. And this is what pisses me this off. This happened in September. Yeah, why, September. You know, what, like this what happened in September. Why don't we, you know, and again, doesn't sound like, you know, the, the titles are different, okay? But why don't they have a director of scouting right now? Why? See, it's interesting. If, if we got Tony Khan on the show now and said, uh, we could ask him some questions, yep. uh, some pertinent questions, and one of, be, one of them could be, what is what are the plans? What sort of plans have you undertaken or, or set up in preparation for the the close season? Which, to be fair, this year will be longer than last year. I mean, we did. Uh, I'll give Tony oh, yeah. a little bit of slack in terms of you know the playoff final. There was we less should, time yeah. until the season, and, and, and I get it. I, I get it. But the, but this year is like two years ago. There's right. no excuse in terms of the timelines, COVID or non-COVID, right. in terms of scouting and getting seeing who's available right. looking at the contracts you have people you're going to so is there a plan and when i read that I, my head nearly fell off because i thought so what bollocks have we been doing here i mean are we just i mean i'll give you an example josh madger was a player i would not have had on a radar not on a player a player that had played league one Went to Marseille, really did has done nothing. Come here, scored a few goals, but where did that come out? Where is it like we you, you stick a hand in a pot and go, oh yeah, yeah, he looks good for you. Has he got two legs, you know, or can he run? I mean, yeah, all right, he'll do. He's a big body. Camera because camera had obviously gone. Yep. And it just it just seems it just seems really dis, really disorganised. It just seems like and and I know a lot of fans are pissed off about the. The number of loanies coming coming in. Well, that's why we're in. talking about this. We're talking about about the loans, and we're talking about just all the signings because I want to really get down to the nuts and bolts of this. You know, because again, there are some some loans that have options to buy, which I'm fine with. In this scenario with Josh Maja, uh, but again, we're going back to Javier Pereira not being there, Giannis. Right, right. And and there isn't at that point there isn't that assistant football operations person in there to talk to Tony about. Now, again, he has other people underneath him, but were they missing someone to, to help guide him in the decisions in January? I don't know. And this is a, a fair question to ask because why are they looking for a director of scouting now? Why yeah. Why now and why not back over in September? You know, are they Everything... related? Was, was Javier doing that job with a different title? I, I, I don't have the answer. There's no clarity. There's no clarity, Ross, and it's no. There isn't, and, and everything is and everything is after facto. Everything is after is after the event. It, it is, and it's all short know, short term thinking, Giannis, and that's what drives me. Nuts. It's, all, it's all short term thinking. Where's the long term plan? Where is the Fulham way? I always talk about this. Southampton has their way. They have their way of doing things. I watched a great documentary on Southampton. Love them or hate them, Southampton have a way of doing things, and it's long term thinking. Where is the long-term thinking? Again, they might think it's long-term thinking. I'm talking about the club might say we, we are thinking long-term. It just seems more short-term. It doesn't seem like there's there's a, a defined way of Fulham. You know, this is who we are. Who are we? We are year to year. We build a team, and we're going to we're going to reconstruct the team next season, and uh, basically starting over. So again. While we're here, should Fulham sign Josh Marshall? It sounds like you are a no on that. Absolutely. I just, I don't, I know he scored the two goals against Everton. Okay. Um, 
but, but for me, no, I, I just, maybe okay. I've not seen enough games. I just, I, I just, but, but we don't have an option to buy anyway on him. If I'm not, I thought mistaken. we did. I thought we did. Uh, um, I, I can check. I'm going to check on my trusty phone. Okay. I made an, I actually okay. made a note of this. <laughs> I no, I, 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 no, I've been, I've been tracking this because I think it's something yep. that fans quite rightly yep. are very concerned about because they, yep. you know, they go, yep. Um, and it's all to, Russ, it's all on the form on the form on the form website. It, it does not say, but when I went to an article from Peter Rutzler, it said that they did have an option. So that's I was going with what I read from Peter Rutzler on the Athletic. But okay, if that's the case, um, if that's the case, I I no. Well, we've already made a mess up. We had a chance of getting Ivan Tony last year for yeah, crying out loud. You we know, did. and uh, Jesus, we could have even got Eberacheze, and he looks like a, a bloody world beater right now. Yep, a superb, a superb player he is. He's going to be an absolute. He's so much fun. He's so much. Yeah, I've got to give the Hahas a lot of credit here. Yep, definitely. Um, Eze is one of the funnest players to watch in the Premier League. He, yep, he doesn't no. run past players; he glides. He does. It's, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun. But okay, um, okay, my friend. Yeah. Just, just, just for time's sake, we're going to speed it up a little bit. Here's an interesting one. Okay. Should Fulham have signed Lookman on loan? Again, I think that he's had his moments. I think he's been good. No option to buy, Giannis. Thoughts on signing of Adam Lookman? As a player, I think Fulham needed a dynamic player, but I think you're seeing why he was put on, on loan because he's not consistent. He's not consistently finishing. He He's what I would say, well, what if he was consistent? What He's a what-if player for me. But they don't have the option to buy. Again, this goes back to the whole Ryan Sessegnon developing. Not We don't want to develop players for, for other teams. But, again, he's a quality player. So I'm going to ask you, should we have signed him? No. No. Okay. Um, ba- back to Leipzig, you go. Okay. Um, it's, it's funny. The Chelsea game, the last game, uh, there have been instances, and, and I got an, an enormous amount of flack, remember, from the Panenka penalty against West Ham. Yep. I still think about it. Sorry. It is what it is. But against Chelsea last week, we got we got ourselves into we got ourselves a number of corners. I mean there were some really good bits, especially about the first half. But how many times did Lookman get a ball into beat the first man in the in the box? Like unforgivable. You've got you, yep. you, you know, and really flatter to deceive. Um it just Scored a very important goal against Sheffield United, but 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 no, he's going to be a player that Leipzig will either keep, um, or he's going to go out on loan somewhere else. Okay, um, but um, no, I no, he's not he's he's not a fit. He's not to me. No, he's not a fit. Okay, all right, yeah, it's just for time's sake, we're going to do a little rapid fire on some of these. Should form the sign Congola. Yes, because I still, I still think, I think he's a quality player. Yeah, I do. I, he's yeah. injury prone. He's in, I say yeah, yes. Yeah, he's like, he's like dropping a glass from a tw- a glass of water from a twenty-story building. It's not. It's going to crack. Um, I think he's I, he's he's worth it. I I think he's worth, you know the yeah. you know as you would say the punt. He's worth you know he's worth doing. So, you yeah, know. I, 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 yeah, I think he's, he's the, the the little time we've seen him, he's, he's done all right. Okay. So, yes, I'm good with okay. that. Okay, okay. 
I think you can agree with me. This is a big yes for me. Should Fulham sign Harrison Reed permanently? Yeah, and he's injured right now, and, and he we've missed him. Uh, he's a he's a little he's a little um, he's a little pocket of you know bounciness. He's been he's been uh, he's been he's been absolutely superb, and, and I, I hope we don't. I, I hope we don't lose him in the close season. Um, it would take a big price. I think a pretty good big price, but um, teams are going to be after him. Trust me. I think me. teams could be after him, but unless he's got this loyalty thing where he goes, you know, I know I'm going to start every game here at Fulham, and that's the problem. You go look at um, what's his name? Oh my God, he went to um, uh, to Everton. I'm having a senior moment. That's okay. Uh, the, uh, striker went from uh, Bournemouth. Someone's going to tell me. Oh, um, oh, she's, I'm he's, I'm having one too. His ass is warm because he's been Josh. spending on. Um, oh. <laughs> and we were after him. Yeah, we oh, were after him. Yeah, you, been, we're both having we're both we're both having seen him. Yeah, spent. I hear you on the on the bench, and um, I can see his name now. It's killing me. I'm going to look it up. But um, no, he's going to he's going to want to play, and yep. uh, and I'm good with that. Yep. And um, um, I would. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, no, I. No, <laughs> okay. It's it's, it's a, yeah. It's uh, no, but it just you goes to show, right? If you do the, it goes to show the whole thing. Ah, oh, Josh King, thank you, Ben. Josh, Josh King, there we go. Thank you, thank you, Ben. Um, <laughs> I said Josh. Josh, yeah. I, if, if, the whole point here is that if you yep. can, if you can forward plan, you got plan A or scenario A, scenario B, scenario C. Yep. You got backup and a backup to a exactly. backup. But there's, but we didn't do that, and and that's um. That's why we've had last-minute scrambles, and yeah, and again, it's like putting back home. They say in England, they, um, everybody at home knows what bubble and squeak is. Yep, and it's like putting all these ingredients in. You go just chuck a bit in and chuck a bit in, and hopefully, it's going to taste like something. That's sort of what Tony Khan did with the squad. But you, the, the flip side is you've got no identity because a bunch of these guys could well be gone at the end of the season, and then what happens? I will say this, and and th- this is true, but there are some players that. If we're going to criticize, like you say, the the way that these players came in, there are players that he did bring in that that I, I think are going to be part of Fulham's future, and I think Harrison yes. Reed is one of them. You know, like For you sure. said, Congolo is someone that you take a shot on. I'm fine with that. Some of these others, I don't agree with. You know, and again, I have you know issues with. Like I said, even with the Anderson thing, I have an issue with the fact that there was no option to buy. Same thing with Adam Lookman. I have issues with that so those are some of my problems because again it's not long-term thinking i think that's where i'm going on it Giannis. it's thinking well we're just thinking about this year he's a quality player let's just get him here but then it just becomes a rental they're just rentals the rentals, and, I, yeah. and, and i think that's where it really affects the full supporters because they're thinking well how can i get to really care about a player that's not going to be here long term and i understand that so i think part of it is if you have the option to buy Bring him in. If you don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I understand why these players came because, like you said, especially in Anderson's case, they needed him. They needed him. But Adam Lookman, it's like, why do you do it if you don't have the option to buy? And and here's um, we have two more, and, and then we're going to move on. I'm curious your thoughts about this player because he's grown on me, Mario Lamina. We have an option to buy with him. Thoughts on Mario Lamina? I think we'll put a bid in, but I don't think he'll stay. Uh, we'll, I don't, th- we'll I don't sit- think he'll stay either. 
No, if will Southampton look at him? I mean, Southampton have had a, have had a lot of injury problems this year, so that's it's not helped them. But will they look at the Mina and say, um, "Well, he played decent. He, he played, I mean, I, would I like him to stay? Yeah, I'd like him to stay. But would he play in the Would he play in the championship? I don't think it matters whether he plays in the championship or not. And and I, what I'm about to say now, it, yep. it's no disrespect, and, and please don't take it as such. I think that um, European nations, uh, national teams have more of a snootiness about which clubs players play for than African nations do. Okay. And for that reason, I think that the Mina wouldn't have a problem staying in the championship because he, I think he's, I believe he plays for, is he, he play for Togo? He, he plays with Aubameyang. Yep. And, um, to me, if he, he plays in the championship and he and he's starting most, I actually games, think he cares about being a form. I think he's yeah, shown that. and I think it's it's not like the you know the national team is going to go. Oh, he's playing in the championship. They're not going to do that. They're playing in England. Like just, it's just yeah. the romance and sexiness exactly. of playing in England. Exactly. So Lamina is someone we could put a bit in. Now the next question is how much will Southampton want for him if they yeah. want to sell him? I don't think he's going to stay. But then again, we never know, right? Right. Right. And again, just to, you know, I wouldn't mind having him back, but again, his situation is uh, a little uh, interesting because of Southampton. All right. All right, my friend, we're going to end with a player that has been the most controversial the entire season. You ready? Here we go. Should Fulham have signed Ruben Loftus-Cheek on loan? And this is an interesting one because at the time, I'm going to put my hand up and say, you know what? Wow. Ruben Loftus-Cheek. But he was coming off this horrific injury, and yeah. there's no there's no option to buy with Chelsea. I know I've read all the things that that uh, we could put in a bid for him. You know, during the season, I, I wouldn't put in a bid for Ruben Loftus Cheek. This has been the biggest disaster Fulham had all season. Because if this worked, I think Fulham's season would have been different if he worked. And uh, again, he was coming back from injury. And then it comes to the other question, has Scott Parker utilized him correctly, Ruben Loftus-Cheek? But I think this, uh, you know, this signing has been a disaster. This has been a disaster, Giannis. I wanted this to work so badly. I've seen glimpses of it. But, again, there's no option to buy, just like Adam Lookman. And I think this signing has affected Fulham in so many ways. Yeah, because if if those fans that remember what Loftus Cheek was like two years ago, and that's what we thought we were getting. Yeah, and what he was like playing for England will know what sort of quality player he was, and 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 he uh, on on his day he's destructive. And I mean, I don't, I, I'm I'm not gonna, you know, he, he had a very very bad injury, and look. Um, that was a huge rehab, and that would have been difficult for him. It's, I think the thing that gets me about Ruben Loftus Cheek um, is because you can see so much potential, but yes. right now he doesn't, and he's nervous. You can tell that he's nervous to go into challenges. He he's nervous of, of you know repetition of the injury. It isn't has not worked out. No. But the thing that bothers me about the Loftus Cheek thing is not him. It's the fact that it goes back to Tony Khan's comment about we're not in the habit of developing other people's. Well, again, with the, it comes back to that, you know, and he has to live with that. Tony has to live with those comments. He came out and said that, and unfortunately, it's coming back to bite him because now we have these signings that are loan signings with no options to buy, and 
you go back to saying that about Ryan Sessignon. You know, just, you know, I wish Tony didn't say that because now he set himself up for what we're doing now. If he didn't say that and we did this again, I still would, wouldn't would be uh, really great about the loan situations without options to buy because I like the option to buy. But, Giannis, overall, this hasn't worked. No, and not. And it's a good point by you. He is not playing to his potential, and part of it probably – is he's hesitant because of the injury, worried about getting hurt again. And, um, you know, again, it just hasn't worked. At the time, I had hoped that it worked so because I I could see how we could use him. And unfortunately, not having Tom Kearney available for most of the season has hurt as well. But this has been – this signing has just backfired. Yeah, it's been – it's it's not been a good one for both parties. We've paid a lot of it money for his wages. Yep. No, it, it, it hasn't worked. And – um you know, we'll send him back to Chelsea with uh, um, good wishes. I, 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 I mean, I think he's going to pop up at a Premier League club um, yep. next year. It probably is not going to be us. Um, but it's, again, I'm going to go back to Tony Khan and his um, developing other people's players. Like you, you say it with one, you know, one mouth and then one side of the mouth and the other. You bring in Loftus Cheek, and you go, know, and um, it, it just, it just, it hasn't. It hasn't worked out, and I think that he'd be. I'd, I'd like to think he'd be the first one to admit that. I don't think Scotty will. Yep. Um, but most of us have seen. It took me a while to get there. Yep. Um, um, but I think that was more foolish in, of me in terms of uh, wanting him to get there. Yeah. The reality is, he's not. I been wanted able to him get there. to get there too, Giannis. I, yeah. I desperately wanted it. But again, we're at the point where we can put our hands up and say it just didn't work. But again, that's. Um, what we're going to talk about briefly, and then we're going to finish up with our thoughts on the matches. Uh, just talking about the different parts of Fulham and and, uh, and where they all fall into. But before I do that, I, I want to ask you this because I think this is the underlining issue. You know, we're just talking about Ruben Loftus Cheek, but just in general, I think the majority of these players are good enough to keep Fulham in this division. I do, but they can't handle the pressure, Giannis. These players cannot, when the pressure's been on, they have failed. And I'm just going to ask you, why do you think it is that they can play against and beat a team like Liverpool, Leicester City, Everton, all on the road, and falter against Brighton, falter against Southampton, get draws, and, you know, again, lose to teams that that are around them or draw teams around them? Why can't they, when the pressure's been on to win, they have not been able to do that. So my question is, why do you think that is? Is it something that, again, is it the fact that these are lone players? I don't think that that's the fact. How do you measure players' ability to handle pressure when you purchase them? How, how do you do that? I mean, you could argue. I mean, you could argue that part of it is the leadership on the pitch. You know, I mean, you look at, uh, I mean, maybe I mean I always think of I always think of Danny Murphy. I think of yes, Aaron Hughes, Breda Hangel, and um, how about Kevin McDonald? Uh, even more recently, K Mac, yeah. Um, it, it's what sort of leadership do you have on the field that can do that? And when you look around, you sort of have a form of leadership in terms of the commitment of the play from Harrison Reed. Yes, um, the closest one I would probably say was Joachim. Was I would was say Joachim Anderson is probably Anderson. the closest leader. But really, there's nobody out there who can, you know, can can 
get a stranglehold on terms of the players when things are going wrong. A classic example, um, Villa away. We, we just, we were in See, decent that to position. me is the ultimate example of not being able to handle the pressure. Yeah, we, we folded like a cheap tent and um, really should not have done. Uh, against the t- I mean, we should have been ecstatic that Grealish wasn't playing in that game. And like a lot of portions of our season, yep. we actually played well and, and defensively had great shape. Yep. And then for some reason, we lost the plot, and that yep. was really disappointing. Um, okay. But I think the lack of leadership, and that's, part, that's as important a construct as anything in your team. You've got to have a team where you have leadership all around the field because you're going to have um, – and I'm going to give you a thingy. I think a, a classic example of this. Um, on Friday night, Leicester lost to that lot up in the northeast. But Johnny Evans wasn't playing. Right. And he's, uh, and, and he's, he's the a backbone. Leader. He's the backbone of that team. Well, and, that, and United, United, how they let him go, I'll never know. He's the backbone. He's the leadership in that team. You could, and suddenly you saw someone like Siunchu, who just looked like a duck. He, just, he was like, what's going on here? Right. And just mistake after mistake after mistake. He's that presence, that stability piece that, that every team needs, and we just don't seem to have it inside. Well, I'll give you an example, Giannis. And again, this when you talk about that Aston Villa match, I'm going to give you the, the flip side of that. And with these last four matches happening, I look towards the great escape team. And if you look at them, they were able to do it at pretty much the same period of time. They were able to do it, and they have leadership. The best example I can give you is that Man City match. They're down 2-0 at the half. What ends up happening, Giannis? They score three goals. Who's out there on the pitch, Giannis? Who's scoring a goal on a penalty, Giannis? Who do they have out there? They have a leader out there. You might have really diagnosed one of the main success stories of that turnaround might just be having leadership with Danny Murphy. So when you look at these last four matches and you look at Fulham in general, why are they not able to handle the pressure? There needs to be someone out there galvanizing, especially when things aren't going right, to get the team back on track to deal with that pressure. And they just might not have it. And that might be the ultimate downfall of Fulham's situation here to to relegation is that they just didn't have the leadership on the pitch and that's the unfortunate part they they don't they don't have that they don't have the k-mac they don't have the danny murphy the closest that they have is joachim anderson but he is not again you know like you said Giannis, is he a true leader out there can you be a true leader as a lone player i don't know maybe that's also a factor in this i don't know but I think what it comes down to why they can't handle the pressure has to do with with leadership. That That's very good. Okay, Giannis, just to finish up, because, again, we'll spend about five minutes on the um, on the upcoming matches, basically previewing very quickly. But before we do that, I, I want to kind of just run through these, okay? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Scott Parker, Tony Khan, and Shot. okay? So we're going to do this kind of quickly, all right? Let's start with Scott, okay? Do you think Scott Parker is getting the best out of his players? Is he putting them in the best position to succeed each and every match? And I just say this. Let me just preface this. I like Scott Parker. I want him to still be the full manager. I think he's still learning his craft. Is he putting each player in the best position to succeed each and every match? 
Not every, not every match, but I, always, I sometimes get the feeling with Scotty that he looks at. Is he too team. conservative, Giannis? I think I think he's I think he's a conservative coach, but I'm not convinced that he's convinced about the players he has. Okay. I mean, I I, I point to Cavallero. I mean, I, I I do a lot of nodding. I mean, the first thing you do an hour before you get you know the, yep. the phone tells you the, the lineup, and and you're going, oh shit, Cav is in the lineup again. So um, this isn't his team. Um, and that's why I think really he needs to sit down with the Khans and um, and to say, look, these are the players I really want to have in and not these bit part players. Caviero was, I mean, no wonder Wolves laughed at us. No wonder Brighton laughed at us We took that we took knock after. Oh, I forgot, you forgot Anthony Knockar for crying out loud. I mean, these are, they conned us. They absolutely yep. conned us. And um, we've got to get players that suit the sort of style that he's trying to preach. I think it's going to, t- it still needs time. Look at Sean Dyche. It, it didn't, I mean, it didn't happen overnight. It took a long, look at Eddie, Howe, a long time. Eddie Howe, look, it, it, it takes time. It does. You know, um, all these idiots in Arsenal, come, oh, Arteta, Arteta. No, 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 no. Arteta learned from the best. Does That's he right. have the players that he can mold as the squad that he wants? I would argue strongly with you, no. So yep. um, I think he needs, saying, look, I want A, B, C, D, E, F, G. These are the players I want. These are the players I don't want. And that's going to pivot to the ownership. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, and that's going to lead me to now talk about Tony, okay? And listen, T- Tony deserves a lot of criticism, and uh, I've criticized him. And uh, But I will also be on, on the other side is that I will give him praise when he deserves it. I think that he deserves a lot of criticism for things that have uh, gone on this season. I do think that, again, some of uh, the loan signings, I, th- I, I believe, is a reaction to what's been going on in the world with COVID, but also with the spending that he did two seasons ago. I've said that, that um, you know, and with the FFP, I think it's all part of the mix and why we have what we have this season. But overall, he's judged by how we end up, Giannis, and we are where we are right now. So how much of it do you put on Tony? Well, you know, I'm a big, you know, I'm a big critic of him. Um, I, I, I think he should go, and I think he should go now. But, but I have a, I have. There are two reasons. The one is the most obvious, which is um, the mess of the squad, the yo-yo comment. Yep. Um, the up down, up down. We're going yep. down again. As a director of um, football, he has failed. He's, he's failed because you want us to go up. The objective is to stay up, and we've been relegated twice in three years. Yeah. But the second reason I think he should go, and I think it might be important, as important, is actually recent developments. I mean, he's he's running AEW Dynamite in in the US wrestling. Yep. And that that's doing very well. It is very well. It's successful, a, and that's been a success story for Tony Khan. We've got to give him that. The second one, maybe the big and the biggest, was the um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. He runs that, but they picked up uh, in for those of you NFL Trevor fans, Lawrence. they picked up Trevor Lawrence. And for those of you that don't follow the NFL, he is a generational player. He's yep. a player. Um, they're saying is is going to be as good as Peyton Manning uh, in terms of a top. He was top in the draft. draft room, by the way, of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And again, that might irritate fans, but I'm just going to tell you. That uh, when I was watching the NFL draft, Shad was there, Tony was there. So yep. 
Again, I'm gonna, you know, you know, he is wearing these three hats. So I, I understand the criticism and, uh, you know, I know that, listen, the one thing I will say about Tony and he deserves the criticism. And I've said this before, Giannis, that, you know, again, this is the roster he's built. And if it was a team over here, if it was my Boston Red Sox, he'd be fired by now. It's just the way, the yeah. way it works. It's a little bit different with Fulham, you know, again, it, it is a little bit different because it, let's be honest who the owner is and, and and that's a factor here but he does wear three hats and i think that again causes all you know some of the problems with fans it's like just dedicate yourself to foam and but he, you know again he again i would have to think he thinks he can do all three equally but it's um you know watching you know watching everything i mean you know i will criticize tony but i will also say that i think that you know you know he does deserve some credit for getting us back, um, back into the Premier League twice. So you know we can criticize him, and it's duly noted. But just remember, it's not; it hasn't been all bad. It just you know. But again, the buck stops with him and his father. And uh, I understand all the criticism. I, I I understand the criticism. He deserves the criticism. But the one thing that I will not agree with is this. He cares about Fulham Football Club. I, I I believe that. That stuff, I disagree with people that, that think he doesn't care. I just think he thinks he can do all three, which, again, I think is asking a lot from any human being. But So I understand your point, but let's end with this, and, and then we're going to preview the match. Shahid Khan, who's actually been on Cottage Talk years ago, and Tony's been on as well. How much do you blame Shahid? Now, Shahid oversees everything. And I, you know, I, you know, I'm, I want him to be the owner of Fulham Football Club. I think that he, they've learned from their lessons over the years. Okay. But you just said it, Giannis, the buck stops with him. It's been a yo-yo club. So he oversees everything. You know, again, my whole thing has always been, does he spend? In in one part of this, I want to give him full credit because he has spent. He's not been afraid to spend money. And that's what I want an owner to do. Okay. So he gets full marks on that part. He's also uh, basically with the Riverside stand, that's part of Fulham's future. So he's done that. But again, it's still overseeing this mess. So doesn't the buck stop with him? With some, you know, and again, he's delegating to others, including his son. So, how much do you put this on the owner? I think he, I think Shade uh, deserves a fair amount of stick. I mean, there's the building of the new stand, which we're all excited about. I mean, you and I have talked about. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, but then, you know, who's the person that decided that you're going to charge people forty bucks for the last game of the season when we could be relegated? When a club like Burnley that doesn't have half our resources decide yep. that the first home game will be free. You know, it's, it's perceptions and optics, right? Yeah. I think that what I understand that he's his, you know, he's his boy. Tony's his boy. He's only got one. He's got a boy and a girl. Yeah. But unfortunately, you, this is this, the same way that he's made his billions. It's about business. It's still a business. It is. And um, the Jacksonville Jaguars have just hit the jackpot. Um, AEW have hit the jackpot um, recently, and they're doing very well. But I mean, a quote. Steve Ledger put here, and I think this is absolutely brilliant. Um, he said, Dave, um, he, hasn't, he hasn't tweeted about Fulham since March. 
That's right. All he tweets about is, is AEW. And then fans over here, here you know, we, our perception was that's you can understand fans going, well, he doesn't care. Well, once you get, you don't want negative publicity and shade has to make that difficult decision. And I think the decision has to be maybe, you know, keeping, keeping with negotiations or whatever, but for the DOF, get rid of him now. Do, do it. Make the, make the toughest decision that you need to do for the betterment of Fulham Football Club. And that is to change your director of football and do it now. Okay. Okay. And listen, I, I understand where you're going on that. But, you know, as you said, Giannis, it's a son. It's a difficult one. It's a, it's a difficult one. But as you just said, it's business too. So when we talk about decisions that Fulham need to make, you know, and again, like I said, and I'll say this, you know, Shahid, you know, like I said, and I've said this about any team. I, I just want my owner to spend money. And so I'm kind of being a little bit of a hypocrite here because he has done that. But I also think that he also oversees everything, you know. And listen, you know, I could say the same thing because I, I say this about John Henry with, with Liverpool and the Red Sox. John, uh, John Henry spends all this money, but the Liverpool fans are irate. And in another way, they have a right to be irate. They have a, a right to be upset at, at John Henry, even though he spends the money. They have a right. So I understand that Shad deserves criticism here because, again, he is the owner. And uh, like I said, the buck stops with him. But um, but one thing I will never fault him on is spending money and caring about Fulham. Same thing with Tony. They, they do. But, you know, they deserve the brunt, a, a good portion, along with Parker and the players. Everyone deserves their, their part of the blame pie. But they deserve criticism too. They absolutely do, and I just want to make sure we do that. All right, my friend, we do have to end this show, so let's just get right right to it. And again, if you're a Burnley supporter, you're like, why are you not talking about the match? We're going to talk about it for about five minutes now. So coming up next, we're going to finish the show by talking about Fulham's match against Burnley on Monday night. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Meet Harper, teammate at Truist. Hello! She was born to care and always had your back. Like the time her friend's bumper car took a gnarly hit. Oh no! His retainer went flying, but Harper caught it before it got crushed. Today, Harper's a teammate at Truist, the bank with Truist One checking. With no overdraft fees, a $100 negative balance buffer, and automatic upgrades, Truist One checking has your back too. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. $100 negative balance buffer. Eligibility requirements apply. Truist Bank member FDIC. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just just 
$1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Okay, Giannis. Let's just get to it. We're not going to spend too much time. How does Fulham win this match? <laughs> um, I think we just go, go for gun, guns, guns and blazing. Guns are blazing. Just... Uh, and I don't mean Scott the, Parker has to change who he is and just go for it. Man. At this point, just just no conservative, just go for it. Go yeah. go at Burnley. I think that's what we need to do. I don't want to wear any of this nil nil and try and nick no. a thing. I just no, just go have a go at them. Play what you think is your strongest lineup um and attack and do what you need to do and, and, and if you can get a win, um it's Southampton next Saturday. Yep. Um I mean we've got to play it step by step. That's, um, that's right. One step at a time. But if they win this and then, you know, again, it's like, it's like, uh, it's baby steps. It's funny because if they win this, then you can talk about the next match. So we, we really can't talk about the next one until we, until we, uh, cross the bridge with this one. So yeah. all I'm going to say is we will evaluate Fulham after this match and then we'll take it from there. Yes, it does not look good, but again, I watched a, a Boston Red Sox team down uh, three games to nothing in uh, in an American League Championship Series to the New York Yankees and won four straight. I'm not saying that this is going to happen here. Just saying, you know, you have to play it out. You have to see how things happen. You have to start somewhere. It starts with Burnley. And it could end. It could end there. But it might not. We'll have to see. Give me a starting 11. Oh, God. You're going to put me on the spot for this one. I am. Um, go ahead, man. What okay, so okay, so we'll go uh, Ariolo and Net, uh, Aina, Anderson, Tosin, and Robinson in the middle. Okay. Um, I think uh, I don't think Reed's going to be fit. So Z- Zambo yeah, is... and Lamina. Yep. Um, uh, I would put. I'd play the I'd play four two two two, so okay. I put Zambo and Lamina in the middle. Okay, I would put um, uh, Lookman and Dekadova uh, Reed. Okay, in front of them, and then I put um, Maja and Mitrop. Maja and Mitro. up top. Maja okay. and Mitro. So four two two two. And that would be pretty aggressive, and uh, I would not be against that, my friend. I, I no. see where you're going on that. Okay. All right, we're going to end with it. Give me your prediction. 1-1. One, one. Uh, and 1-1 one, one would be devastating at one, that one, point. 1-1, yeah. yeah one, I, I don't um, – I, I, the, they got problem. The problem, we're going to have to stop. Chris Wood is scoring goals for fun. Yes. Rodriguez, Vidra always plays well against us. Um, they are an assault in the senses, but they're, I think, the hardest-working team in the Premier League. I have massive respect for Deitch, even though he's a bit yep. of a you-know-what. Yep. But, I, I mean, know. They're, they're proper football club and they're properly run. Yep. Um, we're going to have to really come out with this fired up, just just go at these buggers. We've only won two home games all year. That's right. Um, let's leave it on the field. I'd rather we lose 7 nothing going for it. See, um, that's, than, yeah. that's where I'm going, my friend. At this point, 
it doesn't matter if 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 they lose four nil and Chris Wood scores a hat trick. It, it doesn't matter if no. the approach is we are desperate. You are desperate. You're just going to go for it, meaning that Scott Parker has to go against really his principles, which are to be conservative, to nick a win. He needs to just throw caution out the door and just go for it. And you know what, my friend? I'm going to say we're going to pull it off. Oh. I'm saying two to one to Fulham. I think Chris Wood's going to score, but I think Mitro's going to score a brace. I think Mitro's going to start, and I think he's going to score two goals. So I'm going two to one to Fulham. Let's see if I'm right. Okay. All right. All right, my friend, we do have to wrap it up before we go. I want to thank everyone for watching and listening to the show and, and welcome, welcoming Giannis and I back. And uh, it's been a while, and I just, again, big thank you to everyone. I'm sorry I haven't shared any comments um, because, again, I, I had a lot of uh, topics I wanted to get through with Giannis today, and uh, it's just good to talk foam again. I missed it, and uh, it was difficult dealing with uh, COVID-19 and watching everything around me not being able to talk about it. I didn't even feel really good about talking about it. Well, I'm ready to talk about it. And I think this was a good step in the right direction for me. And, and back to Connor's talk, it was great doing it with Giannis. But my friend, let's let's wrap this up. For Giannis Shanaas, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.